Good morning and welcome to Becoming, Becoming Gonzalez. So, how is everybody doing today? I'm doing great. You're doing great? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Christopher. And I'm Jennifer. And this morning, a little Alethea is joining us for the recording. So if you hear her, don't mind her. She's just going to do her thing. We're a little late behind schedule this week on the publishing, but we've been pretty busy. Yes. Um, we have been very busy, but we try to make this happen as soon as possible mm-hmm. for all you listeners out there, and we appreciate every single one of you. My life is too hectic with two kids trying to work. <laughs> Sometimes recording is one of the last things on my mind. Yes, but this week we're going to be talking about our parents. Um, We've tried to come up with different things to talk about, but one thing that really set on our hearts was to talk about our parents and things that they have done as we have been growing up um, that influenced our lives. to help us to be who we are today. Right. And so we're going to ask each other questions and we'll answer it. And some people um, that are listening may know the answers. Some people may not and it may be new to them. So I'm going to ask first and then we'll go forth from there. Sound good? Well, lady, I have a question for you. <laughs> How old are you? Two. Are you a girl or a boy? A boy. Say, I'm a girl. And yeah, you're a big girl. A boy. Okay, Chris. She has an older brother, so that's her thing. Yes. But I'll ask the first question. No, I'll ask the first question. Are you sure? Yes. Positive. Okay. Are you done? <laughs> I'm just getting started. It's not that deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. What is something it's that your parents that told you at a young age that you remember now? Okay, so I remember my mom. She would always tell me and my siblings growing up. We would have situations or problems or little things that would happen and we would want her to do it because you know that's the motherly role instinct. But my mom would always say, she would always say, what would you do if I wasn't here? And I think that really helped develop my critical thinking skills. Took me a long time to realize that, but she would always say, what would you do if I wasn't here? And she'd try to make us think about it and then figure it out ourselves. And then my dad, when I would get older, he would tell me stuff 
along the lines of get your heads out, get your head out of the clouds. Because I was really, really big into my imagination from the standpoint of playing imagination a lot as a young person, which is not bad, but the older I got, close to my teenage years, I was still stuck in that mode. And my dad oftentimes would basically be like, you need to get your head out of the clouds and start focusing on the real world. Yeah. And I think both of those statements helped me the older I got. And so, what about you? What's something that your mom or your dad or your stepfather would tell you that you still remember? Um, one thing is my mom would basically kind of say a similar thing, uh, but she would just tell me to learn how to do it myself. Um... Learn how to do it by yourself. Learn how to do it by yourself. That was the one thing that she would always say. And then my stepdad, he would always say, learn how to bite your tongue. Because I like to talk back. You still do. (laughs) But hey, I've gotten a lot better as my... From being a young teenager, I was... 10 years old when my stepdad came into my life and me and my mom would butt heads and so he would always tell me or even just in a similar not a similar but a conversation with anybody else in the outside world um whether it be a stranger or another family member and they would easily get on my nerves I would say I would just Think in my head, learn how to bite my tongue. And I'm still like that to this day with some people, but you know, it's life. It happens. But you go ahead and ask the next question. You know, we got to learn to bite that tongue. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing to control is your tongue. Okay, so. What is something that your parents did growing up that helped you be who you are today? Um, I think from a young age, so I was three years old when my um, mom and my biological father split up. And so they always, I think they helped me see how to co-parent. And how they did it so well. Um, They always put me first. In any situation. Even if they didn't want to be in the same room together. Mm -hmm. And. um, Also with. My. Mom being with my stepdad. They learned. They put. They put me first as well, and they made family a priority, family time a priority. Like, we always did something. Um, Anytime my 
parents were off, we always would go do something, whether if we went to the park, either we went to the movies, um, or we just went out. We always did something as a family. And so uh-huh. I r- really appreciate family time. Me too. What about you? What is what is something your parents did growing up that helped you be who you are today? Well, the obvious answer is my parents raised me in church. And I, for a lot of people are raised in church in America. But my parents really lived the lifestyle. Like it wasn't just a, hey, we're going to church on Sunday thing. I do distinctly remember it. Because I was the oldest sibling, I remember over the years how my parents were young Christians trying to take it seriously for themselves and to see how they were growing. Go find it, Alethea. I remember my parents were were young Christians at a young age and that they were still rough around the edges. But looking back, I can distinctly remember now how they grew and have always strived to grow. Mm-hmm. My parents have been very consistent, extremely consistent in their walk with God. And extremely conscious of making a concerted effort to grow with God. And so what I mean by that is they've never been satisfied with, oh, we go to church and we've been going to church for this many years. So we've arrived or we've learned or we don't need to grow or church is not as important to us. It's always been extremely important to my mom and my dad. And that is something that really sticks with me to this day. Because I still got teenage brothers and sisters and they, my parents now are even more involved and mature in their walk with Christ than they have ever been in their life. So that consistency with their relationship with God really has helped me right even now. It's something that I look at them and I have a lot of respect for them because sometimes I'll be looking at them and they'll say something and then I'll in my mind they'll be like, Man, my parents have actually been doing this thing for thirty years. And they really love God. Like, they love the church, but they really love God. You know what I mean? And for me, with my two young children, with our children, it really inspires me mm-hmm. to see that. Just to do better. Oh, yeah. Because I remember the, the days when my dad was really struggling with his walk with God. I remember the days when he was around my age that I am now, 28, 29, 30 years old, with all his kids and seeing him struggling with his walk with God back then. 
But it wasn't because he didn't love God. It's because he had so much pressure on his shoulders. I mean, at my age, at 28, he had like, if I'm not mistaken, it was me and my three other siblings. He had three, four children at my age trying to provide and just to see where they have come from and who they are now. It's really, really inspiring. I have a lot of respect for my parents. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So question three today, Jennifer. Go ahead. I guess that kind of leads into what we were just saying. Yeah, you can ask ask the question. It's your turn. It's my turn to ask? Mm -hmm. Well, I just asked the last one to you, and you had to answer two in a row. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I already did that one. But anyways, who influenced your life decisions the most? Is that between my mom and my dad? Is that what you're asking? Um, It can be. Or if you have something um, from both of them. But Right. At a young age, it was my mom. I had a real, for a lot of the time, my first half of my life, it was really my mom. Um, I've seen over the years how my parents have grown and changed. And my mom has always been a very serious individual about everything that she's doing. And my dad, it's not that he wasn't serious, it's that he was still developing which is not a bad thing, specifically because I've been developing in the last three to five years. I've been developing in three and five, about three to five years ago, I would have already said at that time that I was already developed. And I mean that from a standpoint of relationship and my mental thinking and that kind of stuff. So... The first half of my life, my mom really influenced a lot of my life decisions. And part of that is because that's the way that I believe God kind of creates it. Like the the mother has such a big influence on the children's life at a young age and growing up. But with that being said, the last 10 years of my life have been heavily influenced by my dad. I think because I always was very, this is me being transparent, I've always been very, or I was always very judgmental towards my dad's actions from the standpoint of, it's not that I didn't think he wasn't doing enough, I just didn't appreciate. And what I mean by that is, I it was easier for me to criticize my father than it was for me to appreciate him because I never had, my father was never not there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And at a young age, with all that pressure on his shoulders, for me, it's easier to criticize a father who I think is coming up with a little bit of shortcomings than it is for me to appreciate the man who chose to stick around. Right. I never, ever went to bed one night wondering where my father was. And that's something that I took for granted for a long, long time. 
But the last 10 years, I realized how hard it is for men in this day and age in this country. Men don't stick around with their families anymore. It's easier for them to just leave. And so in the last 10 years, my dad has become one of my best friends for real. I really, really think he's very, 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 very wise. For real, he has so much wisdom. And I just be... Every conversation I talk to him, just his mannerisms now, the way that he handles situations, the way that he thinks about stuff, I'm like, man. Like, I feel like God put the pieces in place to fall perfectly in place. And so at this age now, it's like gleaning from such a wise individual. And I'm just blessed that that's my father. And a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people don't get to talk to their father and really, really can look at him and be like, man, this is one of the best men that I know. Like from a character standpoint, my dad's character, his his integrity, from my point of view, it's unquestioned. Like he... His character and his commitment to God and to his family. I haven't met many men who are uncompromising in the way that they approach. Like My dad will much rather be with his family than try to make more money. Yeah. My dad's consistent about that. And I really, it has such an impact on me today. But that, it was my Oprah moment. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so for you, who would you say influenced your life decisions the most? Um, I'd say my mom, because I've been around her the most. Mm-hmm. Um, she, even though we stayed, when my parents split up, um, it was always just me and her. And yeah, I would go see my dad um, every so often, but me and my mom just had a really close bond with each other, and we still do, and so I appreciate that because some, some, par- some parents don't have a relationship with their child, right. or they don't ever get to see their child, and so... I don't want to take it for granted. If I have the opportunity to talk to my mom, I would talk to her, and let alone now because she's on the other side of the world. And so I I appreciate her. I always um, admire her because she was a, a single mom raising me, and she was working full-time, and sometimes... At a young age, I would have to stay home by myself, but I know that she would be home within the hour. Right. And so, it was, it was bitter, like, not bittersweet, but I don't take it for granted at all. And another one, I would say, uh, that influenced my life is my grandma. 
Um, not that none of the male role models in my life, um, they have influenced me, but I do appreciate my grandmother as well because she helped a lot. I was around her a lot as well. We were always over at her house. Um, sometimes with my back talking, she would beat me. <laughs> so, <laughs> not not in a bad way, but to to learn my lesson because, you know, if you don't take care of it at a young age, it's going to bite you in the butt. So, yeah. Well, that's what they call child rearing for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's one of the reasons why America's so messed up. <laughs> People don't discipline their kids. Um, you but, can ask me. So, going into the next question is, what do you admire most about your parents? About your dad or your mom? Um, I admire most about my dad, my biological father. Now, um, back then, it was hard for him. He was in a rough state. In my perspective, he was in a rough state to where he wasn't able to really, like, communicate with me. Mm-hmm. And so... I admire the fact that we have a relationship now and that we're closer and that he's able to um, be around my children and talk to my children. Yeah, he loves Alethea and Gianni. Yes, he He's does. funny too. Yeah, he can be a character. <laughs> and um, He don't make sloppy Joes. He makes <laughs> clean Joes. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a... If you don't know my dad, he is a funny person. We live in Tennessee, and he lives all the way in Arizona. So I've we've been together for five years, and I've only met him twice. Yeah. But he's a great man. Yes, he is. I admire him. I, I admire him that he's striving to do better now. And even though he's lost some time in his life... Um, with me, uh, he's making up for it, and he's trying to be more a part of our lives. Yeah, well, that's kind of why I said what I said about my dad, because life is a journey. It doesn't, it's not really wasting time. Everybody just has a different set of circumstances and a set of, not a, they just have a different journey. So their time clock and the way that they change and grow and maneuver in the world is going to be different for each individual. And I think that is one of the beautiful things about life. Jennifer had to go take care of Alethea. So... Is it my turn to answer the question, or did you want to talk about your stepfather or your mother? Um, what you admire most about them? I admire most about my stepdad um, is that he he really loves my mom, and he loved me at a young age as well. He came into my life when I was 10 years old, 
and he made he stepped in as that fatherly figure when um at a time that I needed the most um and so I appreciate having him and my dad um in my life and I I enjoyed the relationships that I have with them and to be able to build memories with me and my children and my husband I do admire that and sometimes we don't always agree on things but it's okay to agree to disagree and I think what I admire about my mother is that she learned how to be able to um, to live with the fact that I'm always going to have a relationship with my biological father, even if sometimes there was rough situations. And so she loves the fact that I have a closer relationship with him now and for my children to be able to have a relationship with him and my husband and also to be able to have a relationship with my stepdad as well. And so that's what I admire most about them. Okay, so what do I admire most about my parents? I admire my parents' love for one another. <laughs> Seriously, though. It sounds funny, but my parents have been through a lot together. I've watched their relationship grow and blossom over the years. And it's a really beautiful thing. And they still argue, which is so funny. They're both, my mom, well, my dad is getting up there. My dad's 50. He turned 50 this year. And my mom is a few years behind him. And they still be arguing like they're teenagers every once in a while. And it's the funniest thing in the world. My parents, my dad would die for my mom. He would do anything for her. And it's just so amazing watching their their relationship. It's so special. There is an individual that I knew briefly that had a, a good impact on my life that passed away recently. And it really got me thinking that... Tomorrow's not promised, and my parents, and having them around and being able to learn from them has been a huge, huge blessing, and I'd never want to take that for granted. So I admire them, I admire their marriage, I admire their example, and it's very impactful on my life. And so, 
with that being said, <laughs> let's get into some controversial questions. <laughs> Not really controversial, but... What are things your parents did that you don't think that you will do, Chris? What are things that my parents did that I do not think that I will do? I would say... Okay. So my parents put us in public school for a time growing up. And I know for a certainty I will never put my kids in public school. I was gonna say. <laughs> For certainty, I will never put them in public school. The way that this public education system is, and my mom's a school teacher, so no disrespect, but no way, Jose. It is not happening. I've seen way too many horror stories. I've heard too much nonsense and the teachers don't get paid enough the teachers don't even teach with a passion they don't care about your kids on an individual level nobody will care about my children and their education more than I will and more than my wife will so I'm not putting that into nobody's hands because if you actually know the way society has gone the last 30 years it directly correlates with the education system. More or less the education system. Public education has taught the kids in America who are now my age, 30-year-old, woke, crazy people who think you could do whatever you feel like doing. It all started in public school. And there's no... No, you got people who really think that there's more than a male and a female. And so, they got that stuff from public school system. There's no way in the world my children are going to a public school. And if you go to public school, no disrespect. It's not that deep. But, I can agree. Um, even though it was kind of a hard situation at the time for my mom um I don't think I would put my children in public school no disrespect to anybody as well and I just don't think that it's not a safe place it's not Let's and there's bunches shootings especially where um where we live, there's been a few shootings in Nashville uh, yeah. at public schools or even Christian schools. I just don't think I there's would, not a I whole would lot prefer of to positives. be their teacher. There's not a whole lot of positives to put your school, your child in public school, yeah. from my point of view. I understand could, the ease of access, but public schooling is almost just like daycare. And I think, yeah... And I think also, um, you can always have your children interact with other children their age at different places. It it could be at a park. It could be at swim class. At the library. At the library, yes. And Chick-fil-A. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Any- Public schooling is overrated. I mean, the the truth is, the United States is one of the worst education systems in the entire world. If you look at the statistics, and as a parent, it's our responsibility to choose the best option for my children and not based on convenience. Because the convenient thing would be, let's put our children in public school so we can both work. And that's what a bunch of parents do in America so that both parents can work. And that might work for other families. But for me and for my wife, money is not the be-all, end-all. I'd rather not have enough money. or I'd rather have just enough money to pay all my bills and live to a comfortable level for 10 to 15 years while I focus on my children. And then when they get older, then we both go and work. Or something like that. You get what I'm saying? For yeah. a lot of people, it's more convenient. Or the American dream is both parents need to work so that we can hurry up and get a, a house and a dog. And three cars that we don't even need. So that we can look like the neighbors that we don't even like. <laughs> so, and then they their children's long-term well-being is nowhere on the radar so it's just more convenient to put their children in public school you know what i mean yeah so with that being said do you want to add anything else to something that your parents did that you don't think you'll do I think um, not that it's a bad thing. I would probably, I'm, my son is four years old and uh, my daughter is two and I make them clean up and do things mm-hmm. for themselves and I have them I have them at a young age uh learn how to do things by themselves like go to the bathroom like we're in the process of potty training my our daughter so I try to tell her to go to the bathroom by herself to learn how to do it and she's two years old and she's still has a little mistakes but and that's okay I just think, um, I don't want to say the word coddle, but that's the word mm-hmm. that I can think of. I don't, right. I think, um, I think not helping them too much, I try, but to help them in the right way so that they learn how to do it themselves, like how my mom taught me to learn how to do it myself at a young age. Exactly. But, Jordan Peterson says you should give your children as much independence as they can handle. Yeah. Because it'll be helpful for them long term. So, the natural tendency is to always be a helicopter parent. But, for their long term development, 
it's better if you teach them how to be independent. Right. And not you don't want them to be extremely independent. You want them to be interdependent. A little bit of both. Dependency on you, but also know how to solve problems themselves. Like if they weren't there. Exactly. Yeah. So what is a trait that you got from each parent that still sticks with you to this day? I look a lot like my father. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> um, no, I look a lot like my mom, but too, but a lot of a lot of thing that I a lot of what I get in my facial like when I smile, uh, it's a whole lot of my dad. Uh-huh. And so I think, and even um, I had a conversation with him yesterday, and um, he was around a lot of his side of the family uh, due to a funeral that we weren't unfortunately able to attend. But um, a lot of them, when I video chatted them, they were like, oh my gosh, she looks just like you, or she looks just like um, your mom. Um, my grandma, who passed away uh, when my dad was a very young age, I look a lot like her. And, I, uh, and I've seen pictures of her, and I do. I do look a lot like her. Yeah, you do. And with my mom... Uh, a lot of people ask if we're sisters, <laughs> and I'm like, no, she's my mom, and you like to talk. Yeah, we both like to talk, but it's, but it's You're all right. It's good. It's good. So it's not like a a um a quiet room filled with awkwardness. We actually like to build conversation. Yeah. It could be a good and a bad thing, but... Right. Don't just mess with you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so, yeah. What do you think? What is your traits that you have from each of your parents? I'm pretty stubborn. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right on the nail. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. When I get my mindset to do something, I'm probably going to end up doing it. Or it could be completely opposite. If I get my mind made that I'm not going to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. Or sometimes you just won't do it. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. I get that from both my parents, I'd say. Or you think it's from my mom? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I could be really stubborn. And for a while, I had bad anger issues. Mm-hmm. When you met me, I still had pretty, pretty, oh my gosh. pretty bad. bad anger issues. But now, I feel like I don't as much. Mm-mm. What do you think? I agree. Yeah. I agree with both of them. I try to be your... very conscious about having outbursts of anger and stuff around the children. Yeah. 
I think you've come a long way with that. The stubbornness, on the other hand, is still a work in progress. Right. But it's okay. I could be but stubborn too. But I'm also too. learning how to be more assertive as a man. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is learning how to make the decision as the leader of the home and living with the consequences. I'd rather say... Like, imagine we were walking in the forest. I'd rather say, and we came to a fork in the road on the left and the right. I want to be that leader who's who you say, should we go left or should we go right? What sounds better if, I, if I'm looking at the ones and then I'm like, okay, let's go left. Well, no, 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 let's go right. Well, you know, I changed my mind, let's go left. Or would you rather me be like, you say, which way should we go, left or right? And I sit there and then I say, we're going right. And then you say stuff like, are you sure? There might be this. There might be that. There might be. And I was like, we're going right. Yeah. And we go right and we live with the consequences of it. But the fact that I was assertive about it is better than being indecisive about that situation. And I think... For our relationship, it's better for the man in the home to be assertive. And even if there is consequences or mess up, I live with them. So a lot of people don't know this, but I got a a speeding ticket for speeding. And I knew that I was speeding. And I didn't cop an attitude with the cop and I did not beat myself up about it a whole lot because I knew the risk that I was taking when I was speeding and I knew at that exact moment in that situation that I had should not have been speeding and I still got pulled over literally 10 seconds before I got pulled over before I even saw the cop it had flashed in my head that I needed to slow down and I decided not to Because I was trying to meet a deadline with some stuff of work. I still kept speeding. And then lo and behold, I go around the corner and there was a a trooper. And I could be upset about the ticket that I got. But I live with the consequences. Because as a man, I made the decision. And now, there are consequences, good or bad, for that decision. And... Me as a man have come to the realization is there's no point in crying over spilled milk. There's no point in being emotional about something that I caused. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so what's the next question, babe? What is the best vacation you took as a child with your parents? Well, there's a lot I could talk about. A lot of vacations that we went on over the years. One of my favorite ones was when we went to Gatlinburg when my brother graduated from high school. And I didn't know you then, but that's when y'all y'all both graduated. Mm-hmm. You and my brother David, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we stayed in the mountains for a few days. And my grandparents were there. My mom's mom was there. My dad's mom and dad were there. 
And it was a really good time. I had a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. How about you? Um, hey, homie. Hey, homie. For my 11th birthday, I think it was, um, I went to SeaWorld. Uh-huh. I think. I think it was around there. Um, but no, going to SeaWorld was probably one of my favorite trips to go to. Um, just seeing all the... Watching the whale show at night with all the lights and the fireworks. Uh-huh. I enjoyed that as a young child. I think that was probably one of my favorite ones. We went with my uncle and my cousins. Right. And we had a great time. It was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I've been to Disney one time too. And I was really young and I remember a lot of it. Oh, I, I mean, I've gone to Disneyland. but I've Oh, never... SeaWorld's different? Yeah, SeaWorld's oh, okay. different. It's, it's just animals. It's not Disney. What is the earliest memory of your childhood? Um, this mine's a funny one. It's a sad but funny one. I remember when we lived in the... I guess, it's not really the hood, but it was a questionable part of town growing up. I remember we had this neighbor, and this lady had this huge snake. I know, she would have that snake wrapped around her arms and her legs and stuff. And I was young, and I still remember that to this day. This big behind snake, I think it was black and gold, and she was just playing with a snake. (laughs) It was crazy. That's how I know woman is a little... She was playing, had a whole snake as a pet. That was not no regular, it was a, like a bow constrictor. Mm. One of those fat anacondas. Yeah. No thanks. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Um, my earliest memory. So, funny, you could take it or leave it how you think it could be funny. But, um, when my dad, um, they're not... They're divorced now, but when my dad married my stepmom, I was like three, three or four years old, and on his wedding day, I remember screaming on the top of my lungs. My mom said it was my first ever fit that I had out in public, Uh and I was yelling, saying, I don't want you to marry her. I want to be your only girl and all Uh this stuff, and my dad was laughing slash also like trying to calm me down and my mom was like well you have fun on your wedding day (laughs) and she she was just dropping me off and so it was yeah I remember that to this day right so there's that okay (laughs) okay so the last question we'll ask is what kind of pets did you have growing up? I had um I had two kittens at one point. I had um those like little swimmer frogs. It's not uh-huh. like they were it's not a tadpole, but um they were like the water frogs that you can have in a tank. 
-hmm. and they would like to play dead and so we would flush it down the toilet and then they would be swimming and my mom and I would be like oh no it was still alive (laughs) but (laughs) and then I had um I had a dog I had a dog her name was Roxy and then I also had another dog. Um, the recent one I've had. Uh, her name was Graceland, and she was like a corgi mix looking dog. But I got her for free on my birthday. What about you, Chris? What kind of pets did you have? We had a lot of pets. We had fish. We had parakeet birds. We had hamsters, we had dogs, cats, my parents have chickens now. Did y'all have a snake? No, we did not <laughs> have a snake, we did not crazy, we did not have snakes, and yeah, that's about it, my parents always have a had animals, hey, Mom. animals are a good companion, and animals teach hey, you a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's hold it. Let's hold it. Let's hold it. Little piece. And so, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. That is the end of our Q&A of our parents. <laughs> yes, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Bye.